0: The Fight Talk Podcast is brought to you in part by Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is celebrating 15 years in business, established in 2002, and they specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling-related memorabilia. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HLProWrestling, that's spelt at H-L-P-R-O-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, and their website, HLProWrestling.com will be launching on May the 1st, so that's coming up soon. HLProWrestling.com launches on May the 1st. If you want to check them out in person, please join them at the following shows. They will be live in person at Pro Wrestling South. That'll be in Bristol, Tennessee. That's April the 29th, and it's also the Hardy's final indie appearance, so... We all know the Hardys are back in the WWE, but you can still catch them one last time on April the 29th in Bristol, Tennessee, and check out the guys at Heroes and Legends as well while you're out there. After that, you can find them at Freedom Pro Wrestling. That'll be the Nashville Fairgrounds, May the 13th. I'll be there live in the house for that show as well, so come check out the Fight Talk podcast and also check out Heroes and Legends. That'll be the Nashville Fairgrounds, May the 13th. Up next, you can find them at Mid-Atlantic Wrestle Expo. That'll be in Richmond, Virginia on May the 20th. After that, the Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee on June the 23rd through 25th. And after that, you can find them at Freedom Pro Wrestling along with me once again at the Fight Talk Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee at the Nashville Fairgrounds on both July the 1st and August the 19th. Stay tuned for more dates and more announcements, but keep in touch. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Wrestling, And make sure on May the 1st, you're sitting there ready to click on the brand new website, hlprowrestling.com. This episode of the Fight Talk podcast is also brought to you in part by Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. Brian Jensen is a USA Boxing and NSAM certified trainer. You can get a knockout workout without the knockout if you call Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. He also happens to be my brother, guys. So please, from the bottom of my heart, if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area, or even nearby, more specifically Sandy Springs, go drop by Delgado Boxing in Atlanta, Georgia, in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and ask for Brian Jensen. If you wanna learn how to throw hands better, he can do that. If you wanna learn some self-defense, he can do that. If you're just looking to get in better shape, give him a call. I'm gonna give you all the ways that you can get in touch and keep up with Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. If you wanna give him a call, call him directly, 404-316-4516. Once again, 404 316 Four five one six. You can also find him and contact him at Brian at boxing dot net. That's his email. B r y a n at boxing dot net. Keep in mind that's with the Y, guys. And you can also follow them on their new Instagram page at B Jensen Fitness. So go to Instagram, check out B Jensen Fitness. That's spelled B J E N S E N F I T N E S S. So once again, ask for Brian Jensen at Delgado Fitness if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia, Sandy Springs, Georgia area, or even close by, and get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk, this is Steven Jensen. Today's episode of Fight Talk is going to be my thoughts on UFC Nashville, happened last night, this past Saturday, I'm recording this on Sunday, April the 23rd, 2017, I was there live in the house at the Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville for this show. It was a great show, and I can't wait to talk about it. But first, make sure you guys go over to WrestleRumble.com if you haven't already. Their payback contest starts on April the 26th, so that's going to be coming up very soon. Lots of great prizes at WrestleRumble.com. Those contests are Awesome. Great sponsors of the show, and you can win a lot of money. I mean, $500 cash and two tickets to SummerSlam for first place. Second and third both get $100 cash and two tickets to Money in the Bank. And fourth and fifth both get $50 cash. thats five zero fifty 5-0, $50 cash. So really great prizes, and make sure you're following them to keep up to date at Russell Rumble on Twitter. That's at Rumble on Twitter. And that being said... Uh, just talk about UFC on, uh, oh, I guess, UFC Fight Night. I think this was 108, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, UFC Fight Night 108, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, great show. I had awesome seats. It was awesome being there live. Went with a few friends of mine and uh, made a new f- uh, couple friends as well. Shout out to Wesley and David who were sitting next to us. And it just turns out that the seats that we had were kind of, I, I mean, ideal for me because – I've sat on the floor before and I'll never be you know, I'll never complain about sitting close to the ring or, or to, to a cage, but I was one row up from the from the uh, floor, so I could see clearly just right over everybody and I had a clear view of the cage. And not only that I was right next to the entrance ramp where all the fighters were walking out. So I was able to get some pictures with some guys, uh, most notably John Dodson. That was cool. Some UFC ring girls, really cool as well. And I uh, got some some pictures from some friends, like screen caps of me on television. So I guess I was on Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2 a few times, and I was rocking my Fight Talk podcast t-shirt, which you can find at whatamaneuver.net, by the way. So, awesome seats, got to, you know, high-five a lot of the guys, and like I said, get some pictures, and really, really great night, and the fights themselves really delivered as well, in my opinion. I think the prelims on Fight Pass were some really great fights. The Fox Sports 2 portion, a lot of decisions, but uh, a a great submission in there as well that I'm going to talk about, and then the main card, I mean, I think this whole event kind of flew under the radar because... Obviously, UFC 211 is coming up on May the 13th, and that's a huge stacked show with multiple title fights. But at one point when this UFC Nashville card was was kind of being put together, there was a lot of talk about Demetrius Johnson fighting on the show. And, of course, we saw he fought uh, a week prior on UFC on Fox, on the, the Big Fox Network, this being on Fox Sports 1 here in Nashville. And so people kind of got their hopes up for something like that. And then Damian Maya versus Jorge Masvidal, that was also slated to be on this show in Nashville, and they moved that to the UFC 211 card on pay-per-view. So I think a lot of people kind of soured on this, but didn't notice how many great fights and great matchups and, and very recognizable fighters were fighting on this show. And I'm I'm going to touch right now on some of the Earlier fights, and then I'll dig a little deeper into the main card. But first of all, Hector Sandoval versus Matt Schnell. Hector Sandoval is a monster at flyweight. I mean, he was, he won with like short hammer fists. He looked like a little flyweight Brock Lesnar on the ground. It was pretty great. You know, I don't know how great of a fighter Matt Schnell is. I'd like to see Sandoval really get a jump up in competition fast because we could always use more contenders at flyweight, especially with how dominant of a champion DJ has been. So big props to Sandoval because I think he, he really could be something in, in this division. And speaking of prospects that I, I really see a lot of future in, oh, Walter Wade, Brian Barbarino defeated Joe Proctor, uh, TKO in uh, 330 in the first round, Barbarina is a bad motherfucker as well. I mean that guy we saw what he did to Sage Northcutt and we all know You know Northcutt apparently has strep throat going into that into that fight and Dana White kind of took blame for Sage losing that one But Barbarina is a beast and he looked great against Joe Proctor. So keep your eyes on welterweight fighter Brian Barbarina and after that we had Alexis Davis defeating uh, Cindy I can never say I think Denoy is correct. It was the decision it was what it was. Women's bantamweight matchup. We've seen Alexis Davis fight for the championship before, and good to see her get a victory there. Moving into the Fox Sports 2 portion of the prelims, Danielle Taylor defeated Jessica Panay. I didn't see that one coming. A huge win for strawweight Danielle Taylor. Uh, up next, we had Scott Holtzman defeating Michael McBride. Another decision, a bit more lopsided. The women's strawweight match to kick off the Fox Sports 2 portion was a pretty even matchup. Uh, this Holtzman versus McBride fight a bit more lopsided. And after that we had Brandon Marino who actually won uh a performance of the night bonus against hometown guy Dustin Ortiz, a uh, submission, rear naked choke in the second round towards the end. Uh 4-0-6 into the uh into the uh second round on that one. Ortiz had a lot of fans there uh because you know he is from the Nashville area and it's a bummer seeing him lose, but he lost with a lot of dignity. I mean, a lot of grace. He really put over Marino, and Marino's a very tough guy with a, a very bright, fe- uh, very bright future, in my opinion. So, uh, congratulations to Brandon Marino, and good, good look for Dustin Ortiz as well. I mean, it's a it's a bad loss, but at the same time, he came out, you know, looking like a good guy still. So, you know, there is something to that, I think. And after that, we had the main event of the Fox Sports Two prelim portion, it was Talis Leitis defeating Sam Alvey. Another lopsided decision, uh, what can you really say? Lightus got a W, he could always use wins, and it's just kind of unfortunate, because no matter how many wins he picks up, he's still, even to this day, kind of has that, that sour taste in most fans' mouths because of his really uneventful title fight with Anderson Silva back in the day, and I think he's still kind of paying for that, to be honest. And Sam Alvey just didn't do a whole lot. He's a nice dude, but that fight, uh, a little underwhelming. And I think Lightus. I mean, good for him for getting the victory. All right, this brings us into the main card of the Fox Sports 1 portion of this show. This was a, how many fight? This was a six fight sh- uh, main card. That's correct. So it started with Mike Perry and Jake Ellenberger. And oh my goodness, I mean... Mike Perry looked like a beast. Uh, Mike Perry gets the win with a knockout. It was an elbow, but he had Ellenberger hurt from punches before that. This was 105 into the second round. My goodness, Mike Perry looked like a scary dude. and I don't know if it showed on television or not, but they actually brought out a stretcher for Jake Ellenberger at one point. Uh, Like, after the fight was over, they brought a stretcher out, and most of the crowd was, like, legitimately concerned that, you know, I don't, I know it's not to be said lightly, like, that a guy, like, could die in there, but when you see it live, and I don't know how it looked on television, but he looked like he was out completely cold, and he wasn't moving for a minute, so I'm glad to see that he seems to be okay, and huge, huge victory for Mike Perry, Uh, keep your eyes on him, he's an interesting guy outside of the cage, too, um, very kind of a controversial type of uh, character to Mike Perry, but man, can can that guy fight and throw hands? So, uh, congrats to Mike Perry, Jake Ellenberger is no joke. And I can tell you firsthand, I saw Jake Ellenberger knock out Matt Brown at UFC 201 in Atlanta uh, last year, and I mean, Ellenberger's still got a lot of power in his hands, so big win for Mike Perry. After that, we had a lightweight matchup between Stevie Ray and Joe Lozon, and I'd consider this the biggest victory of Ray's career. I mean, it was a majority decision. Lozon just couldn't really get a whole lot going. I mean, the first round was all Lozon, in my opinion. I think that he definitely won that round. But after that, Stevie Ray showed some serious heart and won the second and third round, and that's a very difficult thing to do, especially with the, against a the guy with the resiliency of uh, Joe Lozon. So... Congrats to Stevie Ray! Big victory for him uh, in the lightweight division. Up um, next, we had John Dodson defeating Eddie Weiland. Yeah, this was another decision, but another good fight. The thing with Eddie Weiland, and he it, it, he kind of is always looking for that one or two big punches. I feel like, and John Dodson is just he's too quick. You know, he gets in and out, boom, 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 backs away, doesn't take a lot of damage, and he's really the only guy we've ever seen give mighty mouse like some serious problems like john dodson won the first two rounds of their title fight their first title fight in my opinion and mighty mouse showed the heart of a champion won the last three and kept the belt that night and then since then has defeated dodson again but man dodson is still a a very legitimate contender at bantamweight and at flyweight so i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with him next and you know, I like both of these guys, and Dodson was uh, cool enough to come get a picture with me after the after the fight, right after his victory, and he was a really nice guy. So, big shout out to John Dodson. Uh, good victory and really cool to uh, to take a picture with him as well. After that, we had a catchweight matchup because Marcos de Lima missed weight. Uh, Ovin Prue, pretty much a hometown guy, played football for the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville, Tennessee. So, there's a lot of Vols fans obviously that live in Nashville and they come out to the show and they're big Saint Prue fans. It was a Von Fluch choke uh, two minutes and eleven seconds into the second round, and it was very hard to see live what really happened because what it looked like to me was that De Lima had Saint Prue in a guillotine, but it was like a very loose guillotine. It was just it was more of an offensive uh, maneuver than you know than him actually going for a submission hold it was more of like a positioning type thing and i didn't realize the whole time saint Prue apparently was digging his shoulder i believe right into de lima's throat and just pressing down with pressure and weight and that was it de lima taps out so it is what it is and good for saint Prue because the last time he was in town in kind of his quote unquote hometown he lost to Glover Teixeira, so good to see him get a victory here. And I think that was kind of the the point of this one, right? I mean de Lima is not too much of a of a threat in my opinion to a guy like Saint Peru, so I think this fight, you know, it accomplished exactly what it was meant to. Up next we had the returning Al Quinta raging out, first fight in two years, defeating Diego Sanchez with a just knockout punch. One minute and 38 seconds into the first round, I Quinta, good for him. The lightweight division was missing him. Uh, I I missed him as a fan. It was a bummer seeing what he dealt with outside of the UFC, without getting too in detail. If you don't already know the story, he essentially was making more money in realty, like like selling, selling homes, like buying, fixing, and reselling homes. And he was doing that pretty much for the last two years. Had some injuries as well, but I mean... It's a, kind of an amazing story and he must have figured things out at least to an extent with the UFC. I'm going to get into that in here in just a second. And Diego Sanchez is no easy out for anybody. I mean, we all know Diego Sanchez, you know, think what you will about his personality outside of the cage, but he's an intense dude and he comes to fight and he's put on some of the best fights we've ever seen in the Octagon in, in history, to be completely honest and Iaquinta went in there and completely destroyed him and I think personally given all that Iaquinta had been through the last few years and how amazing the knockout itself was I think he should have won a performance of the night bonus and he didn't and he made his uh, his opinions on that very well known on Twitter last night he literally told the UFC to fuck themselves like multiple times in multiple tweets and Iaquinta is not happy about it and I get it but We'll see where that goes. The other, I already mentioned, one performance of the night went to Mike Perry. The other went to Brandon Marino. I may have mentioned that already. I'm not sure. But congratulations to Alaya Quinta. I'm really glad to see him back. And that was a huge victory. And I hope we see Diego Sanchez fight at least a few more times because I think he has more to give to the sport if he still wants to stick around. Although I would go back to that nightmare moniker. I'm not a big fan of Lionheart or when he was the dream. That's just me nitpicking. But that's the that's the pro wrestling fan inside of me with the nicknames, and up next we have the fight of the night. Got the five hundred thousand dollars. She's the five hundred thousand. That'd be great. The, US, the fighters would definitely like that. The uh, fifty thousand dollar bonus, I should say. Uh, of course, Mike Perry, Brandon Marino, both getting fifty k as well for their performance of the nights. But fight of the night, uh, Cub Swanson and Artem Lobov, both get another fifty k to their fight purse. In this featherweight main event, it was a great fight, really, really great fight. Cub Swanson is a very, very entertaining guy. He has been for a very long time. And Artem Lobov, everyone knows, is a is a training partner of Conor McGregor, and just that's the power of uh, of of association with. I I listened to the MMA beat. I believe it was Luke Thomas who brought it up. Just the association of, you know, having a famous friend. And I'm not saying Lobob didn't deserve this, but a guy with a f- pretty much 500 record at main eventing, that's that's because of association and he did call out Swanson and Swanson, in my opinion, deserves to main event because he's had some really great fights and he's been around a long time. So this was the decision. It was one sided, but it was an entertaining fight, if that makes sense. So. Congratulations to Cub Swanson, and overall, it was a great night of fights in the UFC. Um, after the show, I ran into UFC fighter out of Nashville, also trains in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as the boyfriend of WWE superstar Becky Lynch. I ran into Luke Sanders, and I asked him, I was like, hey man, wish you were on the show, you know, local guy, and he fought uh, just last month, he was completely destroying and And just got caught up in in one mistake and, you know, it just, it happens. It happens to even the best fighters out there. We saw Anderson Silva get, you know, heel hooked before, you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. But, uh, I'm talking to Luke Sanders briefly after the show and he told me that he was hearing they probably wouldn't be back in Nashville for another 18 months or so, so... You know that's kind of a bummer because I think the city really likes it, but for for what it's worth, it's not near a sellout in the Bridgestone Arena. I mean, the attendance was like ten thousand, a little over ten thousand, which is good, but it seats probably closer to like fifteen to eighteen thousand. You know what I mean? So a lot of empty seats in there. But I really hope the UFC comes back sooner than eighteen months from now, and I hope when they do, the aforementioned Luke Sanders is fighting because. I don't know how, I mean, it's just such a layup having him being a Nashville guy. He's like the best fighter in Nashville. He should be fighting on Nashville shows if, of course, the money's right and the timing's right. I understand that that business side as well. So that being said, I had an awesome time with the show. Thanks to everybody who's hit me up and told me they saw me like on TV and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of cool, um, but it's really more cool if we got that Fight Talk podcast t-shirt on screen because that's really why I wore it and that being said, if you want one yourself, you can jump on whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Subscribe on iTunes to the Fight Talk podcast and follow on Podomatic. If you're listening on iTunes, please go and comment and rate the podcast as well. It just takes a couple minutes of your day, and it helps the podcast out a lot. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. Please follow me on Twitter at Talk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T. T-A-L-K underscore, and I have a Facebook page as well. It's like a fan group. It's just at Fight Talk Podcast, or if you just type in Fight Talk, two words, you should be able to find it on there fairly easy. I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. If I forgot to plug something, I apologize. But shout out once again to WrestleRumble.com. Shout out to Heroes and Legends, and shout out to Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. Thank you very much for listening, and I will be back soon. The Fight Talk Podcast is brought to you in part by Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is celebrating 15 years in business, established in 2002, and they specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autograph memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling-related memorabilia. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HLProWrestling, that's spelt at H-L-P-R-O-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, and their website HLProWrestling.com will be launching on May the 1st. So that's coming up soon. HLProWrestling.com launches on May the 1st. If you want to check them out in person, please join them at the following shows. They will be live in person at Pro Wrestling South. That'll be in Bristol, Tennessee. That's April the 29th. And it's also the Hardy's final indie appearance. So... We all know the Hardys are back in the WWE, but you can still catch them one last time on April the 29th in Bristol, Tennessee, and check out the guys at Heroes and Legends as well while you're out there. After that, you can find them at Freedom Pro Wrestling. That'll be the Nashville Fairgrounds, May the 13th. I'll be there live in the house for that show as well, so come check out the Fight Talk podcast and also check out Heroes and Legends. That'll be the Nashville Fairgrounds, May the 13th. Up next, you can find them at Mid-Atlantic Wrestle Expo. That'll be in Richmond, Virginia on May the 20th. After that, the Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee on June the 23rd through 25th. And after that, you can find them at Freedom Pro Wrestling along with me once again at the Fight Talk Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee at the Nashville Fairgrounds on both July the 1st and August the 19th. Stay tuned for more dates and more announcements. But keep in touch. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HLProWrestling. And make sure on May the 1st, you're sitting there ready to click on the brand new website, HLProWrestling.com. This episode of the Fight Talk podcast is also brought to you in part by Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. Brian Jensen is a USA Boxing and NSAM certified trainer. You can get a knockout workout without the knockout if you call Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. He also happens to be my brother, guys. So please, from the bottom of my heart, if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area, or even nearby, more specifically Sandy Springs, go drop by Delgado Boxing in Atlanta, Georgia, in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and ask for Brian Jensen. If you wanna learn how to throw hands better, he can do that. If you wanna learn some self-defense, he can do that. If you're just looking to get in better shape, give him a call. I'm gonna give you all the ways that you can get in touch and keep up with Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. If you want to give him a call, call him directly 404-316-4516. Once again, 404-316-4516. You can also find him and contact him at Brian at delgadoboxing.net. That's his email. bryan at delgadoboxing.net. Keep in mind, that's with the Y guys. And you can also follow them on their new Instagram page. At B Jensen Fitness. So go to Instagram, check out B Jensen Fitness. That's spelled B J E N S E N F I T N E S S. So once again, ask for Brian Jensen at Delgado Fitness if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia, Sandy Springs, Georgia area, or even close by and get a knockout workout without getting knocked out.